see your shoes? <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line. I really do appreciate it. And I can get to your questions and comments. And good morning to everybody here again. How y'all? Amazing. Um, do we have any new people here today? Wow, amazing. So what I want to do is, because it's a fellowship and not a preaching, right? We're here to edify one another and help each other. So I want to know, do you have any questions? No question. How did you, what's your first name? Chris, take the mic for me, Christopher. Christopher. And um, how did you find us? I've been, is this working? Yeah, it's on. I've been watching you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And have you, so you have no questions at all? Not right now. You live in L.A.? Uh, no, Washington. I'm visiting. Oh, yeah? yeah. Washington, D.C. or Washington State? State. Amazing. And so um, no question. You came a long ways. Oh, I'm visiting, uh, but since I'm here, I have to come and uh, see you in the flesh. Right on. And, um, so did you go and forgive your mother? Yeah. How did yeah. that go? Amazing. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What happened, <laughs> what well, happened when you did A long time ago, though. A long, long time, time ago? ago, yeah. And like you forgive your father, too? Years ago. No. Why not? My father? Actually, yeah, I did. I did, actually. You talked to I him? I forgave everybody. Right on. Yeah. Did you talk to your father? You went to him? Yeah, yeah. Right on. So how's life now? <sighs> uh, amazing. Amazing. I, yeah. That's right. It's so amazing you can't find another word to express what it's like. Yeah. It's get better and better. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm, uh, the kingdom is manifesting through me, you know, yes, heaven sir. on earth. Yeah. yeah God, amazing. Jesus. So. Good, man. Well, if you have any questions, let me know. Thanks. All right. This is your first time? Yeah, I'm his uh, brother. Oh, hi. How are his brother? How you doing? I'm Brandon Andronesi. Hey, Brandon. Any question? Uh, or disagreements? No. No? Just came here to have a good time. How, how, how old are you? 27. So how's your life going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, I go to Vanguard University in, Southern Cal- in Orange County. I'm sorry and, to uh, It's that. my last semester. <laughs> <laughs> what are you studying? I'm a BA in music. I study music. A BA in music? Bachelor of Arts. In music? Yeah. Uh, what do you sing or play? I sing and play. Really? Yeah. You want to come up and do a song? I uh, didn't bring any, I didn't bring my instrument. I play accordion oh. and piano. And yeah, so, but uh, if I come again, I could definitely bring it. So what? I said if I, when I come next time, I can bring it. Absolutely. Yeah. Any questions for me or anything? Uh, no questions. Oh, good. Who else is new? I mean, first time here. Oh, good. Oh, this is your first time? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Philip. Philip. This is it, my dad. Really? <laughs> wow. And so what do you think about your new son-in-law? I think he's pretty awesome. You think so? He's a good guy. You Definitely. know he made a baby the, the, day, the night of, right? <laughs> It's none of my business. But. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. Mm-hmm. So any questions for me or disagreement? No. We just uh, were visiting them, and I thought I'd come in uh, and uh, just participate and see what right they have on. to say. Okay. Well, if anything pop up, let me know. Okay. Sure no will. disagreements at this point? No. no. Oh, okay. Are you, uh, so you're the head of your wife? 
Am I the head of my wife? Are you the head of your wife? Uh-oh. I'm the head. You're not the head of your wife? I'm the head, and she's the heart. She's the heart? What does that mean? No. Oh. She's a man. nurturer, mm-hmm. and I'm the, I'm the head, yes. At what point should fathers and mothers stop parenting their children? Hmm. At what age? Well, it depends on what you mean by parenting, but I think the the parents should be there for the children until their last breath. Really? But I believe... Until the parents' last breath or the children's last breath? Uh, Whoever breathes last. (laughs) (laughs) But families should be together. Oh, you think so? And why do you feel that way? Because this world is out there to eat up everybody. Uh, Family is there to nurture and give a good, strong, solid foundation so you can go out in the world and give that to others. Amazing. Well, someone should have told Jesus that. He didn't know that. He didn't know what? That the family is supposed to stay together until the last breath. If the family is God conscious, they should stay together. If the family is hurting you in that direction, then you need to take a, a little, little space from them so you can continue on your journey. Yeah. Remember, Jesus came to divide the family. But to unite all of, all of humanity. He came to divide the family if they're not God conscious. Okay. And to unite all of humanity That's in God consciousness. Point. Yeah. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear a lot of people saying Jesus came to divide the family. They kind of leave that part out. Right. Fathers well, if children, the family's the holding you back from realizing the Creator, then you have to. Get away from that. That's right. Uh huh. But if they're there helping you, then you're one team going in that direction. So now that Mark is taking your daughter far away from the family and they're not going to show up anymore, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't feel like he's taking her far away. They're down in San, San Diego, right? Right. You I'm up in Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. That's not far. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you plus, you move a little further then. Plus, now, <laughs> now with the technology, right, you can. Call. Yeah, you can Skype and FaceTime and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have anything, let me know. We will. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad. It's an honor to meet you, by the way. Your daughter is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right here. Uh, but we actually knew you up in uh, in Grants Pass, Oregon. You live up there? Yep, live up in Grants Pass. You still live there? Still live there. That's amazing. Yep, absolutely. Well, welcome so, to L.A. Well, yeah, we just uh, took some vacation time in Phoenix, and we said, well, stop by and see Jesse on the, on the way home. Right so, on. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you came. Any questions or anything? Well, um... What street do you live on in Oregon? What street? <laughs> you actually came to Oregon. I did? Yeah. Wow, don't remind me. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, my name is Bill. This is Carolyn. Hey, Bill and, and Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad to see you guys. Yeah, we met you through a uh, uh, common individual, right. Roy, Roy Masters. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and uh, um, uh, I would say a question I'd have for you would really uh, kind of involve uh, the meditation process that you, that you, you talk, your observation process to right. be more accurate. Yes. Um, I, I see in myself a, a, a tendency to... Um, push the process and how and how do you push it in the sense that I, I immediately identify when you said to relax into things as far as yeah. when you're facing things yeah i it immediately the light went on i saw that there was something missing in me in that quality 
So I just want to bring it up in conversation to say that I see that about myself, that there's a tendency to sort of like fill the void that uh, I think is only God's. And so but when you say you haven't had a tendency to push things, how do you push, push things? Feeling tension inside mm-hmm. in, in that meditation process. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Just noticing tension. And, and it releases when I actually just, just observe it. But That's right. I, I'm sort of there right now. I'm saying, are you yeah. asking, do I have a question or observation? Yeah, yeah you're That's supposed kind of, to relax and just let go and let God fight it because it's a, 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 a battle between good and evil happening inside of you. No question. And no there's question. nothing you can do about it. Yes. And that, it's kind of interesting because it's like um, uh, letting go is something that um, I don't think I fully grasp. You haven't grasped it yet? No, not to that, obviously. I mean, because yeah. I, I meditated regularly, but at, I would say there's a struggle, you know, maybe half the time, I'm saying. And yeah. uh, other half the time, when it's done right, it's, uh, it's a very blessed thing. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. I, um, I, saw this, I found this building right down the street and uh, for our new building. And it's in a perfect location, perfect parking for employees. But the building is an older building, so it has old walls and things like that. But I was hoping that we can tear everything out and rebuild in there. And my engineer, Billy, was saying, no, that's not going to work, Jesse. But I didn't believe him because he black. <laughs> I had to get a white man. And, and <laughs> so I took, took a contractor over the other day, and really nice guy, older guy, so he knew what he was talking about. And he's like, I let him see that building first, and then I brought him here so he could see what I want. He was like, it's not going to work. And I was like, really? He's like, no, I wouldn't recommend it because the building is old. And I felt a release from it, but I also realized that I wanted it too bad. Uh-huh. You know, so when I realized that I let that go and I feel better about it. Exactly. And the I perfect building will come along. That's, that's so well said because that's exactly how I, I, I sense it. When it's done right, it's like you just, saw, you go, you just like let it out of your hands. and it's like, it's Absolutely. Like, and nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of this meditation process, you know, or observation, observation process, yeah. is that it is. It has nothing to do with you. Because if you meditate, it's going to make you hold on to things, words and images and stuff. But when you just observe, you're just watching Life go by, you're watching lies and everything. Yeah. Even when you're walking around doing your thing, don't let anything be that important. Right, exactly. Amazing. Are you the head of your wife? I think so. You're not sure? No, I'm not sure. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Are you sure? I'm sure. Is he the head of you? Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, I wish I would have left him 40 years ago. 40 years ago, she would have left. 40 years ago had you not been the head. Good. Uh, any other questions from either one of you? I'm sure I'll think of something sometime. Okay. Throughout. Well, I'm glad you're here. Will you pass the mic to the young man behind you? Um, What's uh, your first name? Noah. Noah? Yeah, Noah. Oh, where are you from? From here. I live in uh, Yucca Valley area right now. Oh, okay. I moved recently. I actually used to work across the street right here 10 years ago at Pearl Art and Craft Supply. Amazing. I, saw, I saw this place, and I saw Rebuilding the Family by Rebuilding the Men. I didn't know what it was or what it was about. Right. I started watching you on DLive like a few months ago every day. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, we've been here 20 years. Is, uh, do you have any questions or comments? I'm glad you're here. No. No? How's life for you? It's great. How old are you? 28. 
Amazing. So you dealt with your mother and stuff? Not my mom. I've forgiven my dad, which is kind of bigger to me. What um, did he do to you? He's an alcoholic. What did he do to you? Just showed me scary movies and <laughs> got movies. drunk every night when I was a kid, you know. So you hated him because he showed you scary movies? I saw The Exorcist when I was like eight years old and it kind of traumatized me. Oh, yeah. So I was traumatized by that movie when I was 40. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Imagine if you were eight years old. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, I'm not yeah. watching this. Yeah, so I don't know what kind of father shows their kids movies like that. Right. I mean, my dad. He was just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was fun for him. Yeah. So that's why I have to forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And so when you said he was an alcoholic, why did you have to forgive him for being an alcoholic? Well, he's ruined lots of relationships um, with his friends and family. But what did it have to do with you? Well, it's stressful. It causes a lot of disharmony in my life, having, not having a father to you know look up to, to oh, okay. admire, to respect, or right on. any of that stuff that I would imagine a father. Good man. Of. Did you forgive your mother too? That's gonna be easy. I just she's not in the state, so I have to go to uh, Washington to visit. Oh, her. oh, they're divorced. Yeah, they oh, okay. divorced when I was like three too. So. Amazing. Okay, so life is good for you. It's good. Any questions or anything? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anybody? Who else knew? Oh, right here. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, sir. Welcome. How are you? All is well. How are you doing? All is well. <laughs> What's your first name? Aaron. Any questions about anything, Aaron? How do you stay looking so young, man? I heard you're Black 70. don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, once you let the anger go... You don't feel stress within because it's the stress that destroys the body. Because along with stress is fear and doubt and worry and all that stuff. I literally feel none of that on the inside. You described my mother. Oh, yeah? She has no stress? No, she has a lot of stress. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I try to be the opposite. Yeah. And have you overcome your mother? Uh, I believe so. Uh, my father is a beta, as you call it. Beta and, daddy. Uh, Trying to get over that, I'm not sure exactly the path to it, but... Say, the same way with your mother. You go and forgive, he cannot help himself. Yeah. And uh, then you'll be done with it. It's up to him to change or not. But you need to forgive him, he can't help it. Is that hard to do? Yes. Why? Um, He's not in the frame of mind usually to talk about serious things. He just wants to go through his life, go to work, watch football on the weekends, drink beer, and then just do his own thing. And anything that interrupts that is like a, uh, you know, don't do that to me type of thing. Yeah. What do you need to forgive your father for? Um, there's not a lot to forgive him for. He was a a good guy, I mean, a decent guy, but I feel like certain things were left out. I just had to figure out on my own, so it's not really a resentment. It's just like kind of like a realization that uh, that I wasn't shown certain things. And I'm getting over it. You know, I'm almost 30 now, so yeah. it's time for me to, you know, pull Why myself don't you through. tell him that? Hey, I realize... You are not teaching me the right way to deal with things. I know now you can't help yourself. I'm sorry for holding it against you. Right. You don't need to have a conversation with him. You just need to forgive him. All right. That makes sense? Yeah. 
So do that, man, so you can be free. All right, I will. All right. Any questions for me? Not right now. I'm sure I'll have some later. All right. And where do you live? In LA? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you're from Ohio? Yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you. You came a long ways. I'm here to play disc golf professionally. Are you for real? Yeah. Cool. Well, I wish you well. Thank you. Thank you. If anything pop up, any questions, let me know. All right. Okay. Thank Anybody you. else? First timer? Is that young lady first time? Are you first timer? <laughs> you like running from the mic. <laughs> Are you first time? Can she talk? You can't talk? The cat got your tongue? <laughs> well, welcome, all right? She's talking, folks, but she's doing this. And How old are you? No. So let me just say, it is a spiritual battle, and it's so amazing to see it. It's a warfare between good and evil, right and wrong. James did a, a report today on his show about the Antifa people in New York. They are going to the train station, I believe, BART station, whatever they call it. And you know how you have to swipe your card to get on the train to go in? Well, apparently they are uh, painting, uh, painting or doing something where you can't swipe your card. And they are opening the gates and telling people to just go in and that it is racist or something that you should have to pay to ride the train. Isn't that amazing? And, and they're saying F the police, and, and they just want total chaos in, in New York. And the police are not doing anything about it as far as, where's James? Are they being arrested? Some people have been arrested, but the most majority have not. Uh, and and uh, they're calling it, you know, Antifa is calling it violent arrests because they're struggling against the cops when they get arrested. Violent arrest because they are resistant. Right. And that's what they did. They created, they handcuffed the police in New York. They let all the inmates out of prison. And this, want all, they want this to be happening, really. They really want chaos. Yes, sir. It's very interesting because Antifa all started in Oregon. And, uh, and yeah. it's really much going in, in Portland, and the police are doing the exact same thing in Oregon. It's the yeah. city fathers in Oregon that basically they're allowing this group to grow and basically not doing anything as far as arrests. And there was a reporter in Portland that was nearly beat to death, and there were no arrests as a result of that. Yeah, I remember that. And, we and, we and, talked I about mean, this, sir. It's more of the same. But this is what she, These guys have been given permission. This is what's happening in the world because, as I've said, the world is of the Old Testament. And it's out of control. That's why God wants you to be in the world, but not of it. You could be in it, but not of it, not impacted in a negative way. And you won't have fear. You'll be able to stand up and deal with what's happening. And good can overcome evil, but you, gotta, you must be born again in order for that to happen. Uh, one other thing I want to quickly, quickly ask you about. There's this guy by the name of Kobe Bryant, I believe. You ever heard of him? Y'all heard of him? No? Well, he did. Did you know about that? Yeah? Yes. Oh. Um, let me ask, in the white sweater, did, you heard of Kobe Bryant, right? Yeah, of course. And how do you feel about him getting killed in a plane or something? Um. Well, I didn't really feel anything from it because I kind of, like, see how, like, the trend is going on with, like, a lot of celebrities, like, dying back after back. Yeah. And especially, like, knowing that there's, like, 
conspiracies on like the behalf of his death. So I'm just like, I wasn't trying to feel any type of way. But I see like fellow friends and family like reacting to it so hard, like, oh man, rest in peace. I know that God is going to take care of him. And they were just like on it like so hard. Yeah. They're dealing with it. I mean, I was, was just like, he's just a guy who just dribbled a basketball. He was skillful, but I don't see him as like, you know, anybody like that was already like, like a real inspiration. You would think Jesus died in the plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, man. What did you think about it? Had you heard of Kobe Bryant before this? Yeah, so I have heard of him. And so when you first heard the news, what was your first impression? I was kind of surprised I didn't really care that much. Oh, you didn't care? Yeah. Too I mean, late. I, oh. I don't know if not caring, but it's more, didn't have concern about it. It's oh, more, you're not. Oh, okay. So I you immediately didn't thought. Cry? I, no, I thought of like, <laughs> I thought of like he did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. actually, I think it was announced here. In, uh, yeah, it was. In, yeah, by the back. And so, yeah, yeah, it was really good basketball. It inspired me to play basketball. But, uh, yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. You know, not Jesus. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I, I was with my cousin the other day, and he actually started bawling. And I just, I don't understand it. So, he was bawling <laughs> like he knew him, like he was his family member. Oh, and I've seen a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people doing the same thing, and I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Were you affected by emotionally? Uh, emotionally, no. Well, the only reason why I thought about it is because he went down with his daughter, and I had three daughters, so it's kind of like it went through my mind that going down in a helicopter with my daughter. Yeah. But about him, nah. Was he a beta male? He couldn't make a boy. Uh, he, 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 was a, he was cheating on his wife. He was, he was a beta male anyway. Right? When you make three girls, you know you're beta. That's what I have, three girls. That's what I have. Ooh, beta. Beta. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, I said, hey, when I made him, you're, you're totally correct about everything because I was angry. I was like a woman. Yeah. It's crazy how you say that. Yeah. So it's totally crazy. you got to make a boy somewhere in there. I was a beta, dude. I beta. Might be possible now, but. Um. My first child was a boy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mark, you better hope it's not a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, Rebecca, were you affected by it? Who was I mean, Rebecca, Victoria. <laughs> Who was Rebecca? You about to attack me. <laughs> I was going to go full black lady on you. I know. <laughs> I was like, woo. When you first heard it, were you affected by it emotionally? <laughs> no, I was not. And why not? I was shocked just because, like, the way Ermius announced it, it was like, <gasps> but after that, it was like, oh, okay. And I got into, I mean, some, well, it wasn't an argument, but I was definitely given a lot of side eye this week. Yeah. Because I said, well... In, in my mind, he didn't die too early. They died on God's time. So I think we talked about it last week, too. Everybody's going to die. Except me. Except you. So And Mark. <laughs> and, Mark and Mark and baby Mark and Kamala. And, and Joel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for like five or six people here. But, I mean, we all are going to die physically. So Except me. I don't want to be that bunch. (laughs) But that was my, that was basically the point that I was making to everyone was, hey, one, you didn't know these people. So don't stop what you're doing 
to drive down to Staples because you're making life hard for a lot of us that have to drive down there, for one. No, I did. I said that. And the people were like, I don't know if I can say pissed. They were pissed. You can't say that in church. They were PO'd. Are you a millennial? Yes. Oh, you can say it. That's all you guys know. That was it. I just told them, like, you just happened to witness. You didn't even witness it, but you just happened to hear a person died. And again, you are going to die at some point. So I don't understand why we're celebrating his death. But maybe you wouldn't celebrate the death of a former high school mate. Right. You know, like they're they're having such strong reactions, but they probably wouldn't have that for their next door neighbor yeah, who they actually could true. talk to. Yeah. So that was the only thing that I saw about it that threw me off. So I'm not on the Kobe train at all. And I am definitely like on my own with that. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, uh, talking to my uncle, uncle, my uncle this week about it. He was like, did you hear about Kobe? I'm like, yeah, I heard. He's like, oh, man, so sad, huh? I'm like, not really. <laughs> He's like, you so cold. Yeah. You just don't care. I'm like, why should I? He's not going to bring it back. And I didn't know him. He never stopped by my office or by my house. And he didn't make a donation to Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you so cold. And I said, okay, we'll talk about it some more on Sunday, today after church, right? And he's like, no, don't come over here. <laughs> We're going to be watching uh, that thing they're doing today, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like, don't come over here, right? And I said, all right, I won't come. <laughs> so what now? How old is your uncle? He's 80, I think, now. About 80. He's like 10 years older than I am, so he's about 80 or something. And so I called him last night. I said, hey, aunt. I'm coming over. He like, no, you can't come. <laughs> and then he had a change of heart. He like, you can come, but on your way, I want you to stop by by uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> and get a box of barbecue chicken wings, potato salad, and he named all this stuff he wanted me to bring. I'm like, I'm not coming. <laughs> but he's really into the Kobe thing. And friends at the gym are really into it. And it's mind-blowing to see it. Had I not, my heart had not changed, I'll be into it too, really. Wouldn't even know the guy. Because when Ermis first now announced that Kobe was dead that last Sunday, at first I was thinking about LeBron James or one of these guys that's in the media. I'm like, who is Kobe? I couldn't place him. You know, since all the blacks look alike. And so I couldn't. They all have beards now. But and so I finally realized who he was. But I'm like, oh, that's, that's something else. He did. I couldn't even put up a fake, uh, you know, thing about it. And I'm looking at the world, and they act as though Jesus died. They all sad and and hurting and mourning and crying. And I was listening to a black radio station coming in during the week, and the people on there, oh, I was so sad. I cried. And it made me think about my life, right? No one has to die for me to think about my life. Mm-hmm. I think about my life all the time. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. I don't need for a disaster to happen before I start thinking about my life. And I want to warn you that you don't want to wait until something happened, until somebody die, 
before you start thinking about your life. You should think about it because it's the right thing to do so you don't end up in that situation. But a lot of people, but then what's going to happen as soon as the, the funeral is over and they go have some collard greens and cornbread and everybody laugh, they don't forget about Kobe. It's, it's not going to last. They'll celebrate the death for a while, but they'll move on. And it's so emotional. You got to get away from emotions. It's not good. It's, Joel, do you want to make that point you made this, this morning about sports and stuff, or are you afraid to? <laughs> well, firstly, uh, just making the point that what you're talking about is it's a false attachment because they, they care more about Kobe, you know, dying opposed to the his daughter who was 13 and the other little girls that were on the helicopter. Right. They barely speak about that. It's all about the attachment to Kobe. He, Kobe <coughs> just was a basketball player. Yeah. That's all he was. I mean, whatever else he had going on in his life, I don't know. But I know that he, it's been reported that he and his mother didn't get along at all. She kind of ripped him off or something I heard, something like that. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, what we're saying is... You what know, you were saying. I was listening. Me. Entertainment, you know, singing, dancing, acting. It should just be done in recreational, you know, just for fun. Yeah. But there's such a huge attachment to it to make you want to identify with it when it should just be about fun. So, you know, people are praising these athletes, these actors, and but they're really not doing anything but just telling the story or just having fun. You know, stuff that we do as kids when we're younger, now they're yeah. getting paid to do it, and it's not really a, a big deal. But, you know, the world has changed to identify with things that don't even matter. That's right. It shouldn't be a paid job they to, allow you to, to dance make big and money act. and make you right. into a celebrity. Right. And now everybody want to focus on that. And I think it's fine to get paid for it, but when you identify with but it. But it should be $15 an hour, <laughs> minimum wage. <laughs> it shouldn't it, be $1 million. Right, right. But when it gets too deep and all this yeah. stuff and they start identifying, oh, ball, basketball is life, baseball is it just it's too much. And you hear the kids, oh, I want to grow up to be a basketball player. Right. How dumb is that, huh? And it, For the money and the, right. and the fame, that's what it is. That's the world, though. That's how they function. If uh, a noble person died, especially a white person, they would, even, they would ignore it. And it's crazy because some of the most paid jobs are sports. And it's yeah. like, it, it doesn't take much to, to be that. Amazing. Right here. Christine. And did you have your hair? Yeah, I just wanted to add Okay. And you had your hair, right? Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Good morning, Jesse, and all your, your listeners out there. So I see it as idle time, idle worship. Um, but also, I just have to point out, I was thinking I'm, I'm brown and slow sometimes, and all white people tend to look the same, but I actually used to work with you. With who? Yeah, I used to work with Noah. In a black shirt? At Blick. Right? I was there for so long, so many people came away. I'm sorry. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't there that long. I didn't like. I didn't like it. <laughs> Amazing. I just. I, I was, was he singing. your boss? No. Uh. No, we were both the rank and file. But um, okay. No, but I. I also wanted to say that I've been. I'd been falling away from the silent prayer, and I know so Suffer. bad, Suffer. so bad, and Why? I. Th- because I thought that after my 10-day meditation, that, oh, I have this. It's in the bag. I'm going to stick with it. No problem. And, you know, little, little by little, it started, um, I started 
taking time away from that to do other things. And yeah. I can see now that I'm, I'm struggling. I'm stuck in my head a lot. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, it's no problem. Just get back into it. Cause right. Last... Just realize that and go back. Don't let Satan make you judge yourself for doing that. I was working my way up to, you know, like 45 minutes before. And yeah. last night I did 15 minutes and I thought I was dying. <laughs> so it's, it's really you're creating this, this depth within yourself. And uh, I just have to be patient and get yeah. back there. But uh, it's funny to see the value in it as I'm telling other people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm coming back to that. I'm, I'm very sorry about the, uh, the bucket again. The bucket? Yeah, I, I was sorry because I was starting oh. to stress out about that. I, I clean here and I left a bucket and some some cleaning oh, supplies. Oh, he's I, I was I was like actually fantasizing about ways to like break in yesterday. <laughs> like maybe I could just clean that up before anybody notices. <laughs> it was like I came into the office yesterday after she was finished, and all of her cleaning stuff was in um, in the in the room. I'm like, what the? So, I know it was a mess. It's like she just panicked and ran away. <laughs> I'm like, Gretchen, what happened? She's like, I don't know. Exactly. So what happened? I was, well, there was no, no excuse. Oh, you're I, not doing the silent prayer. It was the silent prayer, yeah. I left a mess when I don't do the prayer. Yeah. Well, Irma, you put it away, right? Oh, Irma's put it away. Well, he, he, gets a, he gets a Christmas ham this year. Oh, good. Sure. Well, don't worry about it. Just relax. Well, that's the other thing. You. I realized it, it's, it is no big deal, and it's not like you're going to hold that against me for the rest of my life. That's so. right. I'm just going to fire you. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I won't hold it against you, but I'll fire you. Then I'll just come back as an intern. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Let's go back to the prayer. Absolutely. I've been doing it now for 30 years, and it doesn't matter how tired I am, if I'm on the road or on the airplane, I'll make sure I do it. Because I've not only heard other people's story, but it's so enlightening. It's so peaceful. I can't imagine going back into the darkness again. And so I just stay with it. Even during the day, I'm aware. You, you will grow into it. And it will seem like you never lived the other way before in that darkness. So don't make a big deal of it. But stay with it. All right? Um, right here. And then, everybody's, and then here. And, there. and I want to make another point. Yes. Just on the point with, uh, with Kobe Bryant, uh, he represents someone who's achieved all that's achievable in this temporary world. So for someone like that to be cut short, it's, it's, uh, it's a real eye-opener for those who are trying to find happiness in this world without the Creator. Here's someone who had everything, but like that. Do you think he was happy? Uh, I think because he, from what I've seen, the little bit I've seen, he loved his children, he loved his wife, he had so many friends, so materially, I believe he was happy. I remember but spiritually, he, I don't know. I remember when he was accused of cheating on his wife with this, that woman mm-hmm. up in Oregon somewhere, wherever she was, where? Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. Remember that? And uh, then something, yeah. He was married at the time, too. He came back and licked boots. He came back and bought his wife a big old mm-hmm. diamond ring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if happiness came after that. <laughs> because well, once you do a woman like yeah. that. But when I say material happiness, that's always mixed with some kind of suffering. Yeah. Material happiness is not unadulterated happiness. Yeah. 
Only spiritual happiness is unadulterated, pure happiness. That's right. Pure love. Absolutely. But I don't know if he was happy, though. He may have been. I don't know. But, but the point is, is that he represents everything everyone wants in this world. And right after he got it, he wasn't even able to continue on with That's right. trying to be happy in this world. Absolutely. Another, another chapter. He's, he's in another chapter now, another life. I wonder where is he? He's probably, he's probably in. The, <laughs> you want to know where he is? My PR guy yelling at me. He like, oh. He's probably, he's probably in the womb of another basketball player. Or, and as soon as he pops out, he'll be dribbling that ball, and he'll be at it again. That's your father. <laughs> That's where he is. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir, miss. <laughs> It's on the Kobe thing. Um, I, I kind of sense a little bit of hypocrisy in that. Um, I mean, I wasn't a big Kobe fan, and I do agree with, I think it was Chris that said it's kind of like idol worship. But if we're all honest, we all have our, our own idols. He may not have been your idol, but we all have our idols. And if somebody was cut, life was cut short that you were into, you'd have the same reaction. So, Who is, who is your idol? Um, who's my idol? That's a good question. I don't you know. But I'm, sure, I'm sure if, if they, it's probably out of sight, out of mind right now. But I'm sure if somebody that I was into, whether it be sports or uh, music or whatever, was to be cut short, and I'm probably still emotionally attached to it, I would be, you know, overreacting. But I think. Did you feel sad about Kobe? No, not, not really. more shocked because I wasn't really into Kobe. I was, I didn't really grow up. But I know a lot of younger people, like my son's age, that were like just. They're like just really broken up over it. Jeremiah were broken up? Not him, but his friends. A lot of his friends were. How about this? Yeah. But Where I just think Jeremiah? we all have our own idols. Beta. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, and I think that. It's... I'm about to denounce you as a godson. <laughs> In the fallen state, people are going to have those attachments. Right. And they're gonna because if you're not attached to God, you have to be attached yeah. to something. You so, believe in something because we live by faith. And I kind of agree with what Kamala's dad said. What Kamala's dad said about the uh, the fact that he'd achieved. I mean, people, you know, that are really into that. Uh, I mean, he did achieve a. I mean, he was the greatest at what he did in this era. But there have been a whole lot of great basketball players. No, in his era, he's one of the one of the greatest. LeBron James or somebody, right? He's not there yet. I think Kobe's oh. better. Yeah. And so, so when you say what he's achieved, and me as far as playing ball. Playing ball, he's also uh, a father. He's got you know four kids, so the man had a life. Now? I said he was a father, a husband, so he had a life outside of basketball, right? And I think it's we shouldn't cheapen his life like he was just a nobody. He well, was somebody I'm not just saying like, that he wasn't a nobody. I'm talking about the way the world are now carrying on over. I agree with that. Yeah, you know they're like really into it, right? You know, like they lost a family member or something. Right. I agree with that. And they didn't know the guy; they just knew he played ball. Yeah. You know what but, I'm saying? But I think in, to make that point, there's kind of a vibe in the, in the room like we're cheapening his life like he was worthless. I mean, he had some kind of worth. Ooh. He was worth a lot. Millions, right? <laughs> you feel the same way like they're cheapening Kobe's life right now? Because I see you agreeing with it. Oh. Uh, I'm agreeing with a little bit of everything. Um, uh, you know, I think we're getting a little overboard. You know, with, I mean... You know, the man died, and they had his daughter, and the 
other girls were on the on the helicopter too. So it's like you know it was a tragic thing. Yeah. Um, How do you think God felt, or Jesus felt, when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, all the plants, the people, the babies, the unborn children, the men and the women? He just killed them all. How do I think he felt? What do you think? Like, wow, you cheapened their lives. I don't know. It's not, it's not up to me to, to and think And they had basketball players in there. And, <laughs> and they had a ring. You know how they used to have these big, like, football things that they would bring people in and the Tigers and the Lions would have to attack them. Yeah, the Coliseums. And the people thought, sorry, that's yeah, a sports, yeah. right? Remember that? Gladiator. You think that when God went and destroyed all those people, Jesus was like, you are cheap in their lives. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh. So, but um, for this, though, it's like, you know, I, I know he had a, he had a, he, met, he messed up a few times in his past. He cheated and he had the assault charge, allegedly. Uh, right, allegedly. You know, um, but from what I got, from what I saw, like he did afterwards, he sort of did the right thing. And you could kind of tell that he, he saw it, you know, he got, he, he went to church, he, he, it looked like he was trying to live right and do right, uh, at least from what I saw. Was it right for him to support Black Lives Matter? I don't know. I, I, if it's up to uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. <laughs> was it Black Lives Matter, James? Or, or I can't yeah, you were, I can't hands up, I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> was it right for him to do that? Oh, he can do whatever he wants. But was it right? I don't know. I, I don't was know. it right? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Was it right? Is it right to support Black Lives Matter, period? Uh, no, I don't like those. He supported them. Well, again, I, again, I'm not going through the checklist of everything uh, he's done. Well, I yeah. am. Well, no, I'm kidding. I thought, I thought we're not supposed to judge, you know? I'm sorry? I thought we're not supposed to judge. Right, I'm not judging it. All right. Um, and there was another yeah. one he supported, right, James? That Michael Brown guy? Yeah, there was something where he said something that made sense, and then what, he had to that. Yeah, about Michael Brown. Yeah, when they first started carrying on about Michael, he made common sense about the situation, but they attacked him, and he like, oh, I'm just playing, y'all right. Yeah. And he went along with the children of the lie. Well, I mean, are we, are we meant to, you know, just look at somebody through through all their bad decisions they've made? Okay. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's made some good ones, too, that we're not talking about. Evidently. All right. Yeah. So thank you, man. You're yeah. right. Yes, you I mean, I just think respect should be given, you know, to everybody, period, whether they do, you know, can't breathe, blah, 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 whatever. Can't breathe. Uh, they wear the can't breathe shirt, Michael Brown. So, I mean, res- the same <laughs> respect should be given to everybody, but I think and the point is. What type of respect is that? Just to respect, you know, that they're a human being. I mean, you, you should respect them. You don't got to agree with everything, but you still respect them on the level. Of, and how, you're making you a good look, point, but how do you respect everybody? You don't look, you don't look down upon you know, frown upon their life's decisions. You don't hate them. You don't hate them, yeah. yeah. But in a sense, you still, you know, even if you don't agree, you don't look down upon it. Right. But the point, I think, is here is not to let, you know, people are going crazy, over, you know, they're, they're outraging over something that's, you know, they're taking it to another level. Yeah. So that's the point is that it's, it's overdone. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Oh. No, yeah, uh, the Kobe thing, man. I, I notice so many. You know, I'm a musician and an artist myself, and so like, it's like on Facebook and stuff, and in the musician community, it's just going on and on. And I, I notice, you know, that people. It's almost like a fake, selfish kind of thing with entertainment because 
it's like they're they're getting something from someone like Kobe where they can turn on the TV and they can get entertained and, and watch some guy, you know, it's like dance, you know? And and they and they, it's almost a false attachment of love to him and they're they're really not sad that he died, but they're sad that they can no longer be entertained by them anymore. Interesting. You know, and, and that's what I kinda get out of it. Oh, okay. And and as an artist and stuff, it's like now it's like I'm waking up in my life and everything, and when, when people are like, "Wow, you're so great, you're so amazing," it's like I just want to be like, "All glory to God." If I can't, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for for me just being able to see. Like, I don't create anything; I just arrange. You know, I just—it's already there. I just happen to see it and put it together, and and so I just. I'm like I, I'm adamant about that now. Like when people compliment me, it's like if I take the credit for it, then I think I'm God and I think I'm great. Then I'll just suffer. In so that. what do you say when people say you give you credit for your music? What do you say to them? Well, I say thanks. Oh, and, okay. and, that, or say, and now, now I want to just say like, well, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for God. All glory to God. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> yes, sir. I wasn't taught much of a work ethic. I was expected, but I was never really taught. So growing up, I always was fascinated by sports, you know, athletes and how they got to where they were. So I think something that's overlooked by some people is that it takes working hard every single day for these people to get to where they were. Yeah. They just see them on the stage with the lights going and everything, and they think that's all it takes is just being that person, be on that stage at that right time, and everything works out when that's not the truth of it to oh, okay. me. So in my life growing up, I got my work ethic from a lot of athletes that necessarily weren't great people, but just every day working hard at what you're doing and becoming the best that you can be. I really yeah. gained something from that. Good point, man. Thank Very you. good. Jeremiah, what did you think about it when you heard about it? That's my godson. Um, hey, he's a little upcoming football star. This is your last year in high school, right? Yeah. And so when you heard about it, what was your first impression? Um, I was kind of shocked just because the day like the day before, me and my friends were actually talking about it. About Kobe? Like, yeah, about Kobe. Really? Yeah. So to be talking in class about it, just and like our teacher was talking about how he had raped a woman. We were saying like how that shouldn't matter right now. The teacher like, brought that up? Yeah. Before he died. That before up. he died, yeah. Really? Mm, we were just talking about how he switched from 8 to 24, and the teacher brought it up. He's like a bisexual guy and all that. The teacher bisexual? Yeah. How do you know that? He told us. What? Yeah, so. The teacher told the class, I'm bisexual? I uh, know, he just told like, a small I would have been like, bi teacher. Like, <laughs> he told a small group of us. A small he, group of us. He told a, a small group of yeah, you guys? Yeah, just me and some of my senior friends. And well, what so, made him tell y'all that? I don't remember the conversation. It just came up. Wow. He just said it. That's shocking. Did yeah. you know that, Irma? Did you go talk to the teacher? Do your mom won't let you? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't blame you. Just get out of it. So it's just like, for me and my friends to be talking about Kobe, and then because as an athlete, we, we listen to, like, his quotes and, like, his motivational stuff. And we see him as, he was just saying, like, his work ethic, right. his mama mentality. Like, a lot of people in sports use that to, like, push through and push themselves to the next level. So I didn't take it emotionally. Like, some of my friends were crying. Some of my friends actually kind of knew the Kobe family. So they took it deeper than a lot of people. Right. Um, 
but I was more just shocked because of how it happened. Right. Because he's rode through helicopters like throughout his career, and for him to die like that, it was just like, oh, that's crazy. I understand that. Amazing. That makes sense. Uh, but still, we've a bisexual teacher. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't can you imagine a teacher telling the kids, but what? That's not in the, in the study guide, is it? We already knew. What? We already knew. We, they didn't have to tell us. We didn't have to ask them if they were gay. We knew they were gay already. You had gay teachers that you already knew they were gay? There was at least one that I can remember. Really? Was he switching or something? No. Everybody knew. They just knew? Yeah. He just was a little bit effeminate. Oh, Amazing, but things have really changed. We would not have had a gay teacher in our class, not normally. You know what I'm saying? He would have been out, he or she. Yes, Raymond. The only thing I re- that really surprised me about Kobe Bryant's death is where he died. He died 15 miles from where I live in uh, Mount Area, Mount Area in um, in the Calabasas, uh, Calabasas Thousand Hill area. And you'll never, you can never appreciate the size of those mountains until you drive through them, as I, as I have a few times. So you live in Calabasas area? Not uh, actually, I live uh, 15 miles from it. You have money? No, uh, no, I live in we my neck. We worship out. him. <laughs> You're my hero. <laughs> to me, uh, okay. To me, Calabasas, Kobe Bryant's death. Money to live out there, right? To me, Kobe Bryant's death. It's God's way of saying, you will not have any other gods before me. I don't know about all that. <laughs> he, he gone too far with it now. <laughs> but good point, Raymond. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I was in the gym yesterday doing the, uh, the steps. You know, you know that those things are hard. They make you sweat like a slave. <laughs> well, I'm like soaking wet when I'm doing with the steps. But I'm on the steps, and I'm looking around the gym at all the different people going in and out. And all of a sudden, I realized, wow, everybody looked like mama. It was that mama's spirit was all over the gym. And I wasn't thinking about it. Really, I'm just there working it out, trying to do it. And I realized that. So I'm looking at all these guys and girls coming in and out. You expect the girls, right? But the guys had ponytail, ball up, and the black guys had the big... Black hair, they had it ball around the side, but they had all that stuff sticking out or the long braid. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I could just see the spirit. Then I realized, and the Bible says that we must, we are born of the flesh, which is a mama, and then we are born of the spirit, which is of God. And so I, I remember the people used to say, well, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I realized from that that the reason the flesh is weak because that mama spirit is weak. It's all earthy. It's all ego. It's all all that. So the people who are saying that the spirit is, the flesh is weak. What did they say? The, the, willing, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. They have not been born again. And so they are fleshly. They are earthly. They are emotional. And they don't know that once you're born again, because we have, we're born of mama, then we overcome mama, and we're born of God, spiritually, of the Father, right? And that's when things start to change. And so that's why it's so important that you forgive your mothers and your fathers, 
so that you could be born of the Spirit. And you will see that everything you're looking for, life itself is inside. That new world, that new reality is inside of us. It really is. But you must be born into it. Once you're born again, you will naturally start living by it. And your mind, Satan is still trying to control you for a while. Well, he, it seemed like he was always trying to tempt you. But after a while, you will naturally live by the spirit of God. And everything is spiritual. It really is. Christ came and he made everything spiritual, but he created a new world inside. And most people don't enter into that world. They'll read the Bible, they'll quote the Bible, but they still don't enter into that world. And that's why they, they believe that you can sin and be saved and you can suffer and be saved, all that stuff they say. Because they're still fleshly, they're of the flesh and not of the God. And once you're born spiritually, you can't turn away from it. Just like you can't go back. Anybody else went back in the mother's womb when you were born? You're like, no, it's too cold out here. <laughs> Likewise, you can't go back into the darkness once you're born again. You live by the light. Yes, sir. And it's so interesting. I was not trying to be holy. I'm just at the gym doing my workout. I'm looking at all this stuff coming in and out. And it just occurred to me that that's what it is. They have not been born of the Father. Yes. Is baptism... Anyway, we need to talk to you before you leave today, all right? Okay. Don't leave before Ernest and I talk to you. Okay. You're not in trouble. <laughs> I know that. Is baptism necessary for salvation? No. Why? Baptism of the Spirit is, and that's what happened when you were born. Before, it was the baptism of the water because everything was all earthly and fleshly and all so that, those, right? So but churches, now... So churches... Sorry. So churches who are uh, baptism, <clears throat> baptizing today with the water and the Holy Spirit and everything like that, is that like false or is that still, is that still okay? It's just an outward expression of what has happened on the inside. You've been cleansed on the inside. So it's just an outward expression. If you don't do it, you're not going to hell for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But everything is being of the Spirit now. Yeah. Born of the Spirit. Uh, baptized of, of the Spirit. Yeah. It's all spiritual, but the folks just don't know about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, right here. One small question. Yes. And I want you to know, once you enter into that kingdom, don't try to change anything. Just be aware and just live your life and just speak up when you need to. There are times not to speak up and just do what's in front of you to do. Don't worry about yesterday or tomorrow, no matter what happened yesterday. Like when you stop meditating for, observating for a while. Don't worry about it. Just know, hey, I got to get back to this. I'm losing it. And no big deal. All right? Uh, yes? Not to beat a dead horse, but on the Kobe Bryant thing, I don't have kind of a reaction maybe one way or the other because I didn't know that man, and I don't know his relationship with his creator. So I don't know if that morning when he went to church and received communion, yeah. what they said, whether he had a, you know, come to Jesus moment with his creator at that I don't know so therefore I guess I don't have an opinion one way or the other because I noticed that that's a very good point I noticed when Ermis announced it last Sunday <laughs> right away the mind wanted to tell me to be emotional about it it was like you gotta be emotional right you're not normal if you're not emotional and so when I, during the week it tried to convince me to be that way but because I recognized everything as a lie in, my, in, the, in the head I didn't go for it 
and it's so nice not to go for it. There is a time to cry or a time for sadness or a time for this and that, but that wasn't the time for me. Yeah. And then I remember how Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Remember, they were like, come on, Jesus, this man is dying. He's like, oh, well, let the dead bury the dead. He didn't make a big deal of it. And his children want want they're born again. And you're going to feel weird about it because everybody else around you are all sad and acting out. And here you are, the one person acting like nothing happened. It's not like you didn't care or, or like... It just doesn't mean How anything. ironic, the day before that, that he passed, somebody broke his record, and he went from three down to four. The day before. So uh, he was demoted <laughs> to number four position in basketball. Did he find out before he died? Yes, he knew before he well, died. Well, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing numbers. Uh, let me take right here first. Oh, okay, go ahead. He said you can go first. I have a question because um, uh, you talk a lot. I used to be like this, a Bible thumper, you know, and it seems like everything you say you used to be like that too, huh? Bible thumper. I was never a Bible thumper. I you tried never read to the Bible one. and tried yeah, to like, I, I would, you know a lot. Yeah, I would read the Bible, but I couldn't really read it. And I'm black. I couldn't. I couldn't remember it. I couldn't I know remember you it, you know. And people would like quote the Bible like, what the... And I was like, why don't God let me remember the Bible? Because you know a right. gang of stuff from the Bible. Like, I can hear you. Like, you don't say the verses and you don't say stuff. But right. from what I've read, I could tell you've read the Bible before. Like, I know. have never read one full chapter of the Bible. <laughs> I've just picked it up and I have read it. But I can't go through it. Someone That's wrote me a long letter the other day, right? A real thick letter. I'm like, Gretchen, you're going to have to read this one. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, right? I can't, something won't let me get into that stuff. And so I'm glad God didn't allow me to become a Bible thumper because I noticed that the more you know the Bible, the harder it is for the ego to accept that that's not it. Oh, that's totally true. Yeah. I used to, I mean, it's just, I could just tell that you bring up stuff like you've read some, even if you didn't ever read a chapter, right. I could tell you know, you've seen the truth in the Bible. You cool, it. man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. I just think it's crazy how, you know, we all know that all men is equal, you know, in God's eyes. And people are dying left and right every minute around yeah. the world. And it's like one guy, like we've been talking about for the longest time, Kobe. Like this guy dies and then everyone's just going nuts, you know. And it's just, it's just another human, honestly, you know. Yeah. It's all about who makes it to heaven or hell. And it's just, it just turns my stomach how it just it's just like a clear sign of an idol, you know what I mean? Yes. And that was the problem with the Israelites, you know? They had a problem with idols, and it's just looking at Kobe to so many people, it's like he's like a god or something, but he's just another human, you know? He's just another piece of flesh, you yeah. know? And it's all about whether you make it a heaven or hell. And it, I don't know, it just turns my stomach how how so many people die and we don't really care. But when one specific person dies, it's like the end of the world. You know? Right. And it's um, just crazy. It's so nice to be in it, but not of it. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's what's so good about it. We could be in it, but we don't have to carry on the way they are carrying on about it. And I love that because I used to be emotional too, and I used to go along with that stuff, right? But it's better not going along. And not even trying to force yourself not to go along. But it's just not in you to do it. You just don't. Yeah, like you, t- you can't make yourself do it. Just makes me sad, like how 
you know, we we're talking so much about one guy, and then every minute somebody's dying, and yeah. we don't care about those people, you know. Good point, man. So. Let me ask a young lady behind Mark. How are you? Good. No woman is good. Only God is good. That's true. So how are you doing? I'm good. No woman is good. Only God is good. <laughs> Any questions about anything? No. Is this your first time here? Yes. And how did you find us? Well, I'm here with Mark and Kamala. Oh, so you... I'm his wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do they have you sit in the back and he sit in the front? You follow your husband? There wasn't another chair. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So do you have any questions about anything? No. No. Any disagreement? No. No disagreement? Wow, amazing. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, Good to meet you. How about you? You have any questions? Um, no, not currently. Is this your first time? It is my first time. And how did you find us? I'm Kamala's auntie. Yeah, I got the whole, it's a family affair today, huh? <laughs> really? And do you, anything I've said you disagree with so far? No, there's nothing I disagree with. I, I, I'd chime into the, the Kobe conversation, and I'd say that um, where where I sort of came from with that was that I wasn't so much um, sad and grieving about the loss of him as a, an individual, um, but I, I did feel a lot of sadness for all the families who were affected, um, for a lot of many children who now don't have um, either one or both of their parents. Right. And they're all very young children, so I felt very empathetic and very sad that they have a lot of um, pain that they're going to deal with. And right. so... Um, and so even though I, I understand that these are all souls and, and they're on to whatever, they're continuing on their journey. <clears throat> so they're not, you know, they're, they're not in the, in the flesh that they were in, uh, those who died. But I think there's a lot of um, grief um, and a lot of difficulty that the people who are left behind in their families will have to deal with. So what do you think about your cousin... And your cousin law, they didn't feel anything. They didn't feel nothing. Yeah, well, I I, I, I wouldn't judge that. I mean... You, you wouldn't judge them for not feeling anything? No. Why not? Because I think everyone's... It's it's sort of what you're, you were saying. Everyone's um, in a different place emotionally. and And so I think that maybe they have had the opportunity to practice uh, the type of thinking and spiritual practice that just makes them not emotional. And, and so I don't think, I don't think that's an, I mean, that's a positive thing. Are you a Christian? I don't identify that way. How do you identify? I mean, I was, I was raised a, a Hindu a, oh. and practiced bhakti yoga. Oh, I see. So you're a Hindu person? Well, that's how I was, I was born into that. Oh, but, okay. But, but that's not who you are today? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Hindus, are, I guess, a more sectarian what does that label. Mean? Meaning it, it identifies more with the country you're from or the, or the name of the religion or what have you. Do um, they believe in God? I believe in God. But do, does that religion believe in God? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. What's your impression of Christianity? 
my impression of Christianity is um, there are also, um, you know, a group or, or a, a type of religion that is, um, that, you know, that that's trying to, or has has their own have their own understanding of God and and how to love God. And does your religion teach that there's more than one God? As Christianity, it teaches only one God, right? Yeah. Does your religion teach one God only? One God only. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm about to say. Yeah. Because I know some religions teach there's a whole bunch of them. Gods. Yeah, it, it, it's complicated, it's, but ultimately the answer is there's one God. But yeah. The, oh, okay. The, Amazing. Any yeah. questions? So you have no questions for me? No, not correct. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Good thank to you be for, here. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yes. I want to add to that. Were you oh, hold on. Hold on a minute. Yes, sir. Maybe two questions. Were you kind of maybe picking up the fact, uh, number one, she's a woman, and wondering about the emotional thing with her daughter and sister-in-law, or sister-in-law and, and husband, uh, niece and nephew, or were you picking, maybe um, looking for the avenue, uh, the age difference, mature, maybe a little more mature, and that young couple yet hasn't had children, so I noticed with my own daughter, she's now got a 10-month-old, her view of being a parent talking to her now is way different than I talked to her two years ago about it. It's like, it's a total, it's like having a drink of water, not having a drink of water. You know, you're thirsty and then you're not thirsty. Right. You, you look at it totally different. No, you, I wasn't thinking You weren't that. thinking that? Okay, and then my second not question. at all. At all, okay. I just not wondered, because they're That's, young, and uh, I was thinking of they're the fact they're young and they haven't had children yet, where you Satan probably... Tell Satan to get behind you. Pardon me? Tell Satan to get behind you. I don't, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> that's too much thinking. Okay, all right. Yeah. Then my second question is, um, because I'm new and I don't know your, your whole background and philosophy, um, although you've been to my house, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, tell me about, could you just maybe shortly, briefly, tell me about your relationship. I know you're not a Bible thumper and you're not a, I'm not either. I'm, I, I like to hear the Bible and but I'm not a Bible thumper, and I don't read verse, I've never read from one chapter to the next, but I believe in the Bible, and could you maybe give me a little insight um, what, where you're coming from with that and what your relationship is with the Bible? Um, the Bible is just a road map back to the kingdom of heaven that is within us, mm-hmm. and if you read the Old Testament, and that just came to me recently over the years, right, mm-hmm. that Christ came. And I used to think that he ended the Old Testament, that once it was done and he created the New Testament, that the world would be different. I didn't know the world was still the same as it is in the Old Testament. And Christ came, thank God, that he sent him, and he created a new world, which is the New Testament, but it's hidden in our hearts. And that's why we should look there and nowhere else. Don't seek outside at all. It is, it's inside of us. And I didn't understand that until recently, that the Bible is just a roadmap. It's not a book that you should be walking around with all day. You should be reading all day. And we shouldn't have faith in the Bible. We should only have faith in God. We have to be careful where we put our faith. Even Jesus said that... Uh, 
the faith should be in God and not in him. We should believe what he said about the father because he was a witness to that and, and a good one, right? But he made it clear that it wasn't him. It's the father that's in him. And likewise, the same thing applies to us today. Two, two little quick responses. But when you do go astray, I tend to find people that meditate constantly or um, stay within that circle of realm, they get caught up between their head and believe um, believe their own reality. In right. other words... Um, what does go astray mean? Uh, mm, not... Not, not anything terrible, but uh, their thought process. And I think that um, maybe a check and balance would still be, because I think the only check and balance, because you wouldn't know other than the Bible, that roadmap. If that roadmap didn't exist, you wouldn't know to look That's inside. That's not true. If you, the moment you start questioning things, yeah. that's when you start waking up. Oh, totally. If you never saw the Bible at all, Right. But the moment you start questioning things, because that's what really started me to waken to wake waking up, mm -hmm. because I started questioning things. And I've been that way all my life, pretty much. But I wanted to know. And that's when I started to see. So you think that it's the questioning process? Yeah. People don't question things. They don't question themselves. They don't wonder why. They just accept what is. They accept what they hear. It's, uh, it all depends on, as Joel was talking about, the experts or the pro basketball person or blah, 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 right? And, or the preacher or anyone. They don't question it at all. And that's a big mistake. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with that. But I. So if you never saw the Bible, you still can return to the Father within. Because He's kind of warning you along the way, uh -huh. but you don't really pay attention to the consciousness. And so you don't listen to it. But the moment you start questioning, you shall know the truth. So it's the, it's so your 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 key or your thought is the fact that you're questioning the thought process when you're meditating. But I don't meditate. I just observate, observe, just wait at the gate. Mm -hmm. So I make sure I see the Father when He comes. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just questioning things. That's how I've always been. But most people are not like that. If they never saw the Bible, that's why it, the Bible is a road map, but it's not something that you should hang on to because the word of God is inside of us. Oh, the oh. word from God. But it has to, it, it has would to be like if Richard, like Richard is the son of God, right? And he wrote down some notes and they put in a Richard and Joel and Hermes and James, the hate report. <laughs> they wrote down some wisdom from God mm -hmm. and they put it into a book right mm -hmm. and they died but the, the, what they wrote was like an instruction guide hey Jesse look yeah. within don't hate blah 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 right but we always come to um, realize uh, like for instance I hope my husband allows me to say this my, I've been telling my husband for 40 years he doesn't have a bad dad he, has he a doesn't have a bad what? dad he has uh, a weak father that he should have a relationship with his father. And he but doesn't? He does now because he happened to listen to you like a month ago or two months, three, six months ago when you happened to say that. Well, I've been telling him that for 40 years. Uh, but he, and couldn't, he wouldn't listen? He couldn't hear it from me. Good guy. You happened to say 
No, no. My my point is, in in all reality, in all reality, we're all we're all we hear it differently. We hear it from a different source at a different time, and then for some reason the penny clicks. That's right. You know, but it it didn't click when I said it. It didn't click when his mother said it. It didn't click when my kids said it. But it clicked when you said it. Right on. Forty years it took. Okay, but. So it's, it's yeah. inter- totally, yeah. totally. But what I'm saying is it's like that for all of us in every way. We don't hear it the first, the first time it's sent to our ears. Sometimes it takes a long time. But if you were conscious, it wouldn't take long at all. So most people, <laughs> Most people are unconscious and they have hard heads and they have to suffer. Mm-hmm. That's why you let people suffer, suffer and in that they may cry out to God. If not, they they die. The other, I have a, I have a little uh, oh, uh, little just lady. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little thing. I always say when I tell any of my children or I, my kids will say, "Oh, that person, blah blah blah," and I'll say, "You know what? They're not perfect. They don't have it all. I don't believe in my heart that God gives everybody everything. You're never going to have the looks, the money, the insight, the blessing from. You're never going to have it all. We that all do think. Yeah, that's what I think. We all that's have not true. We all have we all have problems in this world and that's why we're left here. So I always say the minute you become perfect and you have nothing wrong with you and you've got it all together, I think God's going to take you up to heaven with him because why would he leave you down here with all of us idiots? You don't think that God can you could be perfect on earth? Uh no. And why not? Um I think the only one that was perfect on earth was was Jesus. You don't think that you could be perfect on earth? Why not? Why not? Um, well, two two reasons, and I know one of them is is not the right one. Um, because I've never seen any perfect person. I've not seen anybody that's perfect. If you had had you seen it, would you have believed it? Um, I don't think I would be seeing it. Because I, you don't see everything about everybody. Do you think you would believe it? What does it mean to be perfect? Um, all Ten Commandments. What about all Ten Commandments? All of them. What about them? I mean, I, I, there's probably not a man in this room that hasn't looked at a woman and lusted after her at some point in his life. That's a... That's a, that's a, that's a Would you forgive You are forgiven for it. Totally. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say you're not forgiven. But what does it mean not to, I mean, to be perfect? What do you think that means? Did you say to keep the whole Ten Commandments? Yeah. Oh. Um, I I, I don't think that anybody here on earth has ever done that. So you don't think you could be perfect on earth? I think that the reason we're here is to... um, experience and, and, and have our faults and, and for God to show us our faults and for us to see our faults that's not why and you're to here. repent. No. Um, that's not why you're here. Why would God say to be in the world but not of it if yes. you couldn't be perfect on earth? I think that's the goal. Why would God say be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect? Christ said that. Yeah, he he wants us to be that way. But did were you everything your father said you you should be? Well, why would Jesus ask us to do something that we can't do on earth? Why would Jesus ask us to do something that we can't do on earth? Right. 
I, I'm not saying that we can't get there. So but are you I'm saying, saying we that can't be perfect on Earth? I, I, I guess my philosophy is, and I don't know why, but I think once we, once we repent for our sins, for what we've done wrong, and, and if we, for some reason, never sinned again, then we would be able to be up in heaven with Jesus. I think, narrow, no, isn't it narrow is the road and, and few are, are able to be on that road to right. that road? Right, absolutely. It's very narrow. But it's not for everybody. Because of time, I'm looking at the clock here, why would he ask us to be perfect on earth as our like Father him. in heaven to if we like couldn't do it? Though? If it couldn't be, why would he ask us to do that? I, I think, like I it said. It would be like asking your husband, I need you to be a woman today. He can't be a woman, right? Nope. Well, nowadays he can. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. But I really want you to think about that. He said, be perfect, be holy, as your Father in heaven is right. perfect. To, but try, why but would he put that on us if it couldn't be? That's the question. To give us a goal. To do what? To give us a goal to be with him. And what goal is that? Goal, G. And how would you do that? To not, not, to, not uh, to, to not fall, to not sin from the Ten Commandments. So you're saying that he wanted us to not sin, right? Yeah, to follow the Ten Commandments, follow him and be uh, like him. Let me just because of time. Sure. Um, to be perfect is to stop playing God. To stop hating, stop judging. Stop holding things against people because they can't help it. They're driven by that spirit that they don't understand. And once you forgive them, God will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that you're not, you know, you're doing it, you can help yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you forgive others, he will forgive you. Yep. In that moment, you would take on his nature, God's nature. And in his nature, there is no sin. It's only perfect. And so like the father, the daughter shall be. But if you're not born again then you're never going to believe that that's possible. If you have any excuses for the way you, you know, your sins that you, you still sin, right? Everybody does. No, no, no. How about you? Yes, I do. Okay. And and, and are you a Christian? Boom, right off the bat. Are you a Christian? Yes. And does God sin? No. Does Satan sin? Yes. And so why, who is your father, God or, or Satan? God. Why are you acting like, with the nature of Satan there? I'm trying not to. But then you, once you're born again, you won't. You won't be able to. The sin is playing God. So once you stop doing that, by realizing you're not God, all that other stuff will fall away and you will find yourself keeping the commandments. And the greatest commandment is to love. Yes. And so you will find yourself growing into keeping that other stuff, the other commandments as well. But you got to first overcome playing God. Because breaking the commandment is not a sin. It just, uh, perf- it just makes your life easier. If you don't lie, you don't steal, you don't cheat, you don't worry, you know what I'm saying? You don't judge. That just makes your life easier. But to be a daughter of God is the way you want to be because you would then have his nature. Right now you have Satan's nature. Did you sin this morning? I don't think so. Did you, and so you plan on sinning today? Not consciously. But you might, though, huh? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Did you sin yesterday? Not that I can think of. The day before. When the last time you sinned? 
Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm sure I have. You don't know? No. So you have you broken the Ten Commandment lately? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably yeah. did with with having a uh, yeah. What did you do? Um, had unkind words and thoughts at my husband. Oh, you did. Yeah. Ooh. You have anger in your heart. You need to be born again. Yes, I, I, but I have been born again. I do believe. I do not believe. If you have anger. You have not been born again, because in God there is no anger. It's only perfect love. Mm-hmm. That's why we, in Satan there is anger, because mm-hmm. anger is judgment, is hatred, is ego, mm-hmm. is pride, is playing God. But once you overcome that anger, all his nature will die, and you will live from God's nature. And none of that is in his nature. No, I know none of that's in his nature. So you need to uh, realize you're wrong for hating or being angry Mm -hmm. so you can overcome that. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it isn't going to happen again. I'm sorry? It doesn't mean it isn't going to happen again. Why do you say that? Just the odds, you know? What do you mean? (laughs) Just the odds that he, him and I aren't going to have a spat in the next... 20 but years in our father, family. If uh, your in father our, in our, is a father that does not have anger, emotional anger like human beings have from Satan, mm-hmm. how can you become angry again if it's not in your nature? Okay. So then question. So what you're telling me is you were born again, correct? Yes. And you are never angry or never hateful or you've never Never. Sinned. And it's amazing to live that way. And well, I used to be angry, so I know what it is to be angry. But I have perfect peace within, and it's mind-blowing. That's why I'm trying to point everybody back to it. Because it's I, the guess, way to, I guess everybody should go work for him. If he's All you employees, if he's never going to be angry at you ever, or... Come back. I, he's an employee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I raise my voice. I, uh-huh. I'm honest. But yeah, I, feel I try to nothing, be honest. I feel nothing about it. Because I know that they yeah. can't help themselves. I was there one time, and uh-huh. I know what it takes to overcome it. I will look at this. Yeah. I will definitely, because I'm, it's that, that, that is, that was the question I came actually to ask, but I wasn't able to, to put it into, and, and the reason, yeah, I don't want to get it, I take too much time. You will, let me you. just tell you this. Once you're born again, you're going to disagree with your husband about issues in life, mm-hmm. but you won't be angry about it. You will speak up, but you won't have any emotional feelings about it. Well, then be, I've got a lot better because it, I... It'd just be disagreement, uh-huh. but you won't call him what you called him the other day. Well, I didn't call him. I just didn't, disagree. I just didn't agree with him. Right, but no, you won't hate him. You've got to be born again. Yeah. I know... You can't understand this with your mind. Right. Really. No, I'm... So don't try to... I'm not a mind person. Ask him. To, I'm definitely... I'm definitely... Oh, no. You're a mind ma- person. Oh, no. Oh, you're a mind person. I'm not an intel- no, intelligent person. All this stuff you trying to figure out, you're a mind person. Really? Be- I, because I, I it's nothing that you can figure out. Your yeah. mind and God's mind is like day and night. You cannot figure it out at yeah. all. Yeah. It has to be shown to you. Really, it's a secret from Satan and his children. And only God's children can see it. He allows to see it. Mm-hmm. So you can't figure it out. Okay. Right? 
That makes sense? Yep. So do the silent prayer and go forgive your mother and father. Stop hating your husband. And it'll be amazing. Oh, I've already dealt with my mother and my father. They still living? Uh, my mother is, but my father is not. Did you go to her and forgive her? Um, about seven, seven years ago. What did you say to her? Um, what did I say to her? I, I told her that I forgave her for, um, well, for the acidity. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but for the acidity in, in our household and for What's mother, acidity? I'm acidity. black and slow. Um, what happened? Toxic. The environment, the toxicity, whatever. Uh, yeah. She yeah. drove you crazy? Pardon me? She drove you crazy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you, and what made you forgive her? Um, that just I can see that that's not the way to be. That is that's not it's not godly. It's not it's not good for her. It's not good for me. It's not good for our relationship. You need to go do the silent prayer that video for a while so you can see yourself. You're not seeing it clearly. And I can I believe you want it. But you're not seeing it clearly. Then you can go up and give your mother and your whole world will change. Your father dead, you say? Yeah. 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 But I got to see him right before he died, too, and make my peace with him also. Okay. But your mother can't help it. Is she living with you? No. Oh, good. No. Are you living with your kids? Am I living with my children? No. Are they close around? Yeah, reasonably. Tell them to move. Uh, One lives four hours away. One lives one hour away. And one lives... Closer. Until that one to move. <laughs> I have and good kids. The door. I have good kids. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you need to watch yourself so you can see what's happening with you. All right? Well, once you're born again, you're in a perfect nature, which is your father and God. God as his nature, so is yours. And the reason you were created, not so you can go through all this stuff, but was so he could create love through, through us. That's how he created love through one another. For us to love one another. But unless we're born again, we can't love one another. We only hate. Anyone that has emotions is, uh, has anger. Satan is her daddy. Mm-hmm. I love telling the guys at the gym, anybody who has anger is a woman. <laughs> I say it really loud, you know. I was at the gas station yesterday to get some gas. And there was this woman putting gas in her car. She had a mask on, you know, for that corona oh, disease thing. I'm like, she has a corona disease. <laughs> I was like, really loud. You have that disease? <laughs> She's like, what? I said, you got the corona. I'm not coming over there. And she like, no, I just hate the smell of gas. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> But you need to really let the anger go. That way you don't fight with your husband. You just have disagreements, but you don't feel anything about it. All right? Okay. And don't have any idea what it's like to be a daughter of God because you have no idea. No one has any idea. You only have the ideas that you read about or what Satan have told you or you heard someone else say. Don't do that. Don't just let that pass through your ears. Don't hold on to it. And then you shall know. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Are you Jewish? No. Oh, you look like a Jew. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a Jew? <laughs> Not that anything wrong with it. But you look Jewish. No. Oh, okay. It's okay. 
So I'm not. <laughs> He's denying it like, like the man did in the Bible. I'm not. I don't know him. <laughs> I've never seen the man. <laughs> yes, sir. Did I see your hand? Yes. And then we got to wind down. How you doing? Um, so not to sound like a Bible thumper or anything. Don't worry about it. You can sound like you're in a friendly place. But, um... Like, what is your opinion about, like, God having possibly, like, a wife? God having a wife? Yeah. Because in Genesis it says, let us make man, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Hmm? Yeah, he didn't have a wife. Jesus? But also in Revelation it says how Jesus will come with, like, a bride. Read that. Jesus will come with a bride. Oh. And you think that means he had a wife? Well, it's kind of like two questions there. One, like, do you think God possibly, like, there's like a mother? Because, you know, there's like supposed to be a mother and father that creates everything. No, he's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, it was just he's an idea. He's a father. He's not like a father and a mother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and I know what you're talking about. I heard all that stuff before, yeah. too, right? So I'm messing around with you, but yeah. I know that they're teaching that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's such a setup. Do what you want with it, but I'll just let it go in one ear and out the other. You don't have to believe it or doubt it. Just hear it, let it go through. Makes sense. But he didn't have a wife, and he didn't. He wasn't a, he wasn't a man and a woman. Makes sense. All right. Okay. How's yeah. everything going? I thought about you guys lately. How's things going? Good. Um, I live like by myself. Well, just with like male roommates now, like my girl. Repeat that. You know the girlfriend I had at the at one point. Yeah. Um, she moved. Like, remember you told me to move out? Yeah. She moved. Oh, good. So I, <laughs> uh, so I live with just males in the house. Right on. Mm-hmm. And everything's and, good. And um, so are you still dating the girl? Or is this over? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a long distance. Like, we both agreed that we want to, like, self-improve. So it's kind of like we're going to stay in touch. But, you know. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Right on. Kind of thing. Good, man. Yeah. Because I was wondering, why can't they make it without the woman in the home? Why don't they do it right? I was thinking about you guys. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Am. It's amazing to, like, really be on my own again. Yeah. Because I feel myself, like, developing, like, my own self and becoming, like, a man of my own. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. That's awesome. amazing, man. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I got to move. Did you have your hand? No? Oh, okay. And then I got to move a little quicker, really. Uh, my staff will be yelling at me. I just want to get this straight. So the perfect love you were talking about, is that is that honesty without anger? Is that essentially what that means? Um, perfect love has no feeling. You can't taste it. You can't touch, touch it. It's like this light shining, and we can see everything around us. It's like that. It's like the sun is is a light unto your feet, and you have no conflict within, none. You have perfect peace within, and then when you deal with people, it's like you're dealing with them, and it has nothing to do with you, right. and so you won't take it personally. You realize that they can't help it, but yet you won't hate them for it. You'll be honest, and you and you you know you wish them well, but you'll be honest. It's not a feeling at all. It's still new to me. It's, it's a great feeling to, to, to detach myself from the emotion of talking to somebody who's all emotion. Right. And don't try to do it on your own. Once you're born again, it's going to automatically change. Right. You overcome mama's love, 
to the Father's love. And it will just change. Your mind will be renewed. You will see life differently. You will relax and let it happen. It will just be amazing. All right, thank you. All right, but don't put your own will into it at all. Right. Just let it happen. All right? Thank Good you. question, man. Thank you. Um, yes, James? I have a bunch of super chats to steal it. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, first one is from TJ Grizzle, super chat. Thank you. He said, is it okay to confront a parent when they lie to your face and deny it? Absolutely. After you've forgiven them in their fallen state. Absolutely. What's going to happen once you forgive, you no longer feel like you're your mother's child or your father's child. You will be equal. You will be an adult dealing with another adult. Because the one thing that mothers have done, most, I mean, mothers have done, is they have traumatized their children to make them feel like I'm the parent, you're the child, right? And they put fear in the child. And so as a child, which is anger, and which the kids grow up, even though they're 50 years old, they are still afraid to go toe-to-toe with mama because she's made them feel like, or he, in some cases, father, which is rare, she's made them feel like you can't do that. But once you forgive, her identity has gone away, now you're equal, one adult to another one. And so, and so you're able to be honest with your parents. You just won't curse them out and be all mad at them and just, you know, disrespect in that way. But you'll be absolutely honest. And if she doesn't like it, because you know how the mothers love to control, and they're so sneaky about it, too. They act like they're not controlling, but they really are controlling, right? No, go ahead. Call me later. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, they're trying to control you. You will be able to see that, and it won't irritate this time. It won't bother you because you can see it, and you would know that she can't help it, and yet you are an adult. You're no longer their child or children. It's going to be amazing. And then your mind will, be, will renew itself, and you'll be sane again. Yes? JJ Money, this is not a question. It just says, even dumb people can make money, so here you go. Thank you, dumb JJ. <laughs> Mario Valdo says, good morning, Jesse. My mother, Crazy Mother Dance, has two ideas for some shirts. Um, and so she's... Right. I'll pass those over. Um, Can we see. move a little faster? I'm working. Mario Valdo says... I hate report. Good morning, JLP family. More donations to Bond. God bless you guys. You. And keep up the good work. Love you guys. Sing Pray Love says, eight people died in my fam. I used to overreact and sin. Now I'm dispassionate and I know I don't own people but I'm totally free from the effects of death. Right on. Vit Solo says, Jesse, according to God's order, man receives his love directly from Jesus before God. Can you explain how man receives his love from Jesus and not God? Repeat that? Man receives his love from Jesus and not God. Who said that? This guy, Vit Solo. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Vit Solo. Even though Jesus did love us, but the, the love comes through him from the Father. All love, come, real love, comes from above, from God. Just like when you love your family, it's not your love that you're loving them with. It's God's love that you're loving them with. We don't have love. I told a guy at the gym the other day, he was like, oh, my wife, no, my girlfriend is so mean to my child. And, and when I talk to her, she's like, I just love the child. I'm just trying to have him. 
And I said, your girlfriend don't have love. Women don't have love. He's like, what? I said, women don't have love. The love comes from above. And God is the man's God, and Satan is the woman's God. And that's why women are so emotional. That guy, like, tripped out. He was like, what are you talking about? How do you say that to women? I would never. And he was like nine years old, right? I would never say that to a woman. I, was like, I said to him, that's because you're a beta. <laughs> and, but do you believe me when I say that Satan is a woman's God? Satan is a woman's God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you do. How about you? And both of you could be real honest with me. You don't know what that means for... A woman's God. I don't get that. Satan is the woman's God and God is the man's God. Do you believe me? Oh, Tell daddy to be quiet. <laughs> don't be no, mama. I, I don't get it. I don't no, understand okay. the I like that answer. It's an answer. How about you? Do you believe me when I say Satan is the woman's God? Yeah, I, I'm not sure how to quite respond to that because when I think of God, I think of the God I, I worship, and then I think, well, I don't worship Satan, right? So I'm sort of making it personal, thinking about myself. Right. But on the other hand, <clears throat> I think about um, the 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 qualities of Satan or or the temptations and what have you, and do I have that? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I'm, you have that. So. Yeah, and why do you think you have it then? Why do I have it? Um, His name starts with an S. Because of Satan? (laughs) (laughs) I can't spell that well, but I do know how that name starts. (laughs) Yeah, because of Satan? Yeah. Yeah. Satan is your daddy. Because of, if we read Genesis, in the book it talked about how it was God and Adam, and Adam loved the father and they had a good relationship, a voiceless relationship by the way, it was just a knowing. And then uh, God decided to create the woman for the man, and she loved Adam who loved the father, and they had it made, because that order was there, right? And then Satan came along, and he seduced the woman, long story short. And he told the woman, don't listen to that man. You could be equal to him. Speaking of Adam, right? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Listen, he's dumb. Don't pay him no attention. He doesn't want you to abort the baby. He doesn't want you to... <laughs> he doesn't want you to say homosexuality is love. And all that, right? Listen, he listened to his father. He doesn't have his own mind. And after a while, Eve went back to Satan, and she believed him. When she believed him, he became her father. And then, uh, and then she went back and seduced Adam. Like, come on, Adam, get some mama's love. Mama love you. <laughs> Don't listen to your daddy. <laughs> your daddy just mean. You know what I'm saying? He's just trying to control you. And Adam believed her after a while. And once he believed her, he could no longer believe the father. He fell into darkness. And the woman became his God. And so the woman is getting the love from Satan from below and passing it on to the man, to the children and everybody. That's why if you notice, in families where women are in control, it's all messed up. People are depressed. 
and emotional relationships don't work. Mama is still following them around the earth to make sure they don't have a moment to think for themselves. Don't listen. To <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they get married, Mama is dead. Don't listen to your husband. I'm your mama. Right? Because Satan is trying to keep that confusion there. He's using the woman. And that's why when you are born again, you forgive mama, you overcome mama, and you return to the father. Now you can get wisdom from the father, and that's come from above. And, but women don't know that. Most of them don't know that Satan is their daddy. They think that emotion is love, and it's not. It only destroys. It doesn't build life. It doesn't give life. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And so if you want to overcome that, you've got to overcome your mother by forgiving her for recreating you in her image. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't understand it. And even if she did, you should forgive her so you can return to the Father. God said that there will come a day where I return the children to the Father and the Father to the children. And that's what is happening now. When you're born again, you return to the Father. You should love your earthly father. Don't hate him. And then you will be fine. You'll be safe. You'll overcome mama. That makes sense? Yeah. Will you do that? Go forgive your mother and your father for not protecting you from her. He couldn't help it. He was married to mama. The hardest thing in the world for the father to do with the mother is to be honest with the mother. With their wives, I mean. Because they didn't grow up being honest with their mothers. They were afraid to. They didn't want to hurt her feelings or they were afraid she might overreact. But Satan is the woman's God. And she's recreating. In her image, she recreates everybody in her image, all her family. But she doesn't know what she's doing. And then you have homosexuals and lesbians and pot smokers and depressed and all kind of mess. So there is no peace in that at all. Do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree. Yeah. Do you understand that now? Oh, you understand it. So are you saying that also for men, oh, speaking to the Satan microphone. is their mama too? It's not yes. just for women. Men are just, they have their mother's spirit. Uh-huh. And they think and feel like a woman. That's how they know when they want sex or something from the woman. They know how to work her ego to get what they want. Oh, you're so pretty. You're so loving. And as soon as they have sex, they're like, let me get out of here. <laughs> because they know what a woman thinks. They know that women are very ego-driven. And they have the woman's nature. It doesn't make them gay. They just have that spirit of their mother that comes from Satan. And so they have the mindset. That's why God said he'll renew your mind. He can be back his mindset instead of Satan's mindset. But you've got to be born again to do that. You've got to admit you're wrong for playing God. What do you think about that? I agree. Yeah. Have you forgiven your mother yet? I, th- I think so. Well, that mm-hmm. means you haven't. <laughs> you got to forgive your mother. She couldn't help it. Because she hates her mother. Her mother hates her mother, and so on and so on. And uh, your father was married to his mother, and he didn't, he didn't know how to protect you from her. I, for me, I felt it was the opposite. <laughs> I have to forgive my father. For what? Because he wasn't a, like a real man. And what was the real man? He didn't protect us. He, you know, slept around with other women all the time. He left. Was he know. married to your mother? Yeah. 
Yeah, if I were married to your mother, I'd sleep around and leave too. <laughs> you know, your mother's a whooper snapper. <laughs> you couldn't even handle your mother. Remember that? Remember those days when you couldn't handle her? You remember that? No. You could handle I've your mother. I've always been very close with my mother. Oh, Lord. That means that you caved to her. You gave in. The pressure was too much. No, she wasn't an egotistical woman. She was very, a very good mother, I think. Go and forgive her for the mistakes she made with you. Did she yeah, make some mistakes no, I, with I, you? No, I have had to. There's certain things I know that, you know, I became like her in certain yeah. ways, for sure. And how do you think you became like her? Now, that's the last thing because you wanted to be. Because I blamed her for how I was. No, because you hated her for what she did to you. She made you identify with her, and you became like her. You have her spirit. You're not yourself yet. You're not yourself. You are your mother. But if you forgive her, you will overcome her, and you'll finally be you. And then you and your husband will have an amazing life. Because you won't be your mother, you'll be you. And there's nothing like being you. you got to forgive her. Take Mark with you. He's tough. <laughs> Will you do it? I don't, I feel like I have forgiven her already. Did you tell her that? Um, yeah. No, Did it wasn't like a big yeah. conversation. Let me know. It wasn't a big conversation, but. You need to have a, you need to go and say, hey. I'm sorry for resenting you for what you did, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I realize now you can't help it. And I, I became I just like you, and I didn't want to be you. I want to be me. And if she says, okay, fine. If she doesn't, that's fine. God will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive her because everything you were or became while growing up, you couldn't help it. You were subject to that spirit. And your father was too weak to stop her from doing it because he was married to his mother. So he just let her do that stuff to you guys. Are you coming back again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't live here, but... Um... She's going to be like, what? <laughs> That's I'm, my I'm, preacher. I'm trying to figure out what everything, what you're saying and how it, you know, translates. I, I guess I'm always trying to make it a comparison to what I already believe and how it, there's a lot of similarities, but the language is very different. Well, but I think a lot of the ideas are similar to what I've practiced in my life. Go to your mother, be honest with her, forgive her for the mistakes she made. She couldn't help it. So that you can overcome being her. You need to be you. Right. If you really want a perfect life, you got to be you, not your mother. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to recreate your kids in your image. You won't be able to help it. And you were like, oh, I don't want to do that. My mother did that. I don't want to do that. But you won't be able to help it. Right. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go and forgive your mother. Okay. And come back and let me know what happened. <laughs> but I really don't think I'll be able to. To forgive her? Because I feel like I already have. I but, don't have. But does God and tell I you. And I feel to, like I already am me. Does I, God tell you to feel like you've forgiven her? Or does he tell you to go and forgive I guess, go. you mean like I have to say it to her? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest thing in the world for adult kids to do is to face mama. Because that, that anger you have, whether you realize it or not, has fear. She controls you with that. There's fear and anger. Mm -hmm. But once you face her, you would never have fear again. 
And then you will be able to love her with perfect love. She won't have any control over you at all. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> yes! I, but I can't help but still feel like the only thing I have to forgive her for is that she didn't stand up to my father. Well, whatever it is. You uh-huh. see what it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, okay. What did your father do to you? Um, I don't know if I want to say that here. What? I don't know if I want to say that. In front oh, okay. Of whatever he did, forgive him. He couldn't help it. Yeah. All right. And and I I have to the best of my ability. Did you tell him? Yes. You went to him and said, "I'm sorry for resenting you." I'm sorry for hating you. Yes. And what did he say? He um, accepted that, and you know, he agreed that a lot of the things that he did were wrong. And are you close to him now? Um. Yeah. Definitely more than I was. No, you should be close to your father. Him for many years. Yeah, don't. And I don't anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, you. And it doesn't mean you got to go hang out with him or right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't. But do hang not, out. because if you have one little iota of anger toward your father, you would never know God. You know right. about him, but you won't know him. Mm-hmm. Because if you hate the son, you hate the father. Right. All right. So forgive your father. Amazing. Uh, any other question? Because we got it. Yes, sir. Quick. Okay. So, what was the biblical question this week? Oh, what? at what age should a father and mother stop parenting their children? Okay. So, at what age should a son or daughter forgive their mother or dad? That's not a question. I know. I'm asking you. <laughs> what? It's kind of a reverse question. You're not supposed to ask me a question with a question. <laughs> Especially if it's a Bible question. Well, I'm just asking. Because I got my son here. I'm just wondering, what's the best age to forgive his mother and his father? But I thought you wanted to answer my biblical question. Well, I, I think 18. Oh, as, soon, okay. as soon as they're legal, just can't But help for them. your kids, you should teach them... Or talk to them about not hating the parents. Don't hate us. We can't help it. Don't get mad. Don't let anything be that important yeah. to you that it makes you angry. Because if you do become angry, you become like the parents. That should be told to them while growing up. All right? So at what age should they forgive? <laughs> should they forgive? Yeah, what age? He should do it. How old are you now? Eleven. Who do you? Who are you mad at? Uh, You're 11 years old, right? Who are you angry at? I don't know. Are you angry at your parents? No. Well, what was your father? What is your father talking about then? <laughs> Why is he asking a question that not that doesn't even need an answer to? I don't know. So, do you think your kids are angry at you guys or something? I mean, there's like little spats of anger here and there within the family. But when you see it, just point it out. Just say, "Hey, don't be angry. Speak up, but let the anger go." All right. Yeah, just point it out. But don't be crazy with it. But just point it out. Not a big deal. I say, uh, what age? Real fast. Because I got to want it. You don't have children you don't know? Do you have an idea what age? Right here. I think uh, probably 50. 50? <laughs> don't let the mothers hear that. You say 50 for real? No. no oh. I think Is this your first time here? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had seen you. Right. Yeah. Okay. What age? Twelve. 
12. Amazing. What age? 13. Oh, hold on a minute. You said 13? 13. You think they should stop parenting at 13? They're, They're young adults. You know, like 100 years ago, they would have been out working. They could have been. They're, they're self-sufficient at 13. The, um, prob- the, the reason I say this is I work with a bunch of employees, and I'm parenting them at 30 years old, 35. Yeah. And that's not my job. I know what you mean. Not my job. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get them started early. I'm dad and mama at work. <laughs> Speaking of God being a father and mother. Um, the reason I think 18, first of all, parents are not supposed to parent their children, period. They're supposed to be living examples. And when the kids are growing up, they will see the right way to go. And if they have questions about things as they get older, they will go to the parents and talk to them about it, ask them about it, right? And you will point them in the right way. Because it's God, that's why uh, it's God that's working through the family, the parent. And his light, the kids can see it because they're still innocent until they're traumatized. And if they have questions, then you guide them. But at 18, you need to let them go. Once they are able to move out of the house and start their life, you need to leave them alone and let them suffer and go through what they got to go through. A lot of parents say, well, I don't want my kids to suffer. I don't want them to make the same mistake that I made, right? Who are you to stop them from suffering? Sometimes mistakes are what they need in order to wake up. And by you trying to get in the way of that, all you're doing is prolonging destruction. That's what you're doing because they're not going to cry out to God as long as you are there. And I hear parents say, stay home and save money and get your place. No, go. Get a job and get your place. You know what I'm saying? But at 18, definitely 18, you need to leave them alone. Don't get in their way of suffering. God let, God let us suffer, right? And who are we that we should stop our kids from suffering? That doesn't make sense. Playing God. I, I remember when I left home at 18, I went through hell. In fact, when I moved to California, I came from a plantation to Los Angeles, California, right? And I made a lot of mistakes, but I don't ever remember telling my parents about it or asking them to parent me or give me money for anything. I made it through all that. I suffered through it. And it just brought me closer to God, the suffering did. And so mothers and fathers, get out of your kids' way. They are adults when they are adults. Didn't you see your parents stop parenting you earlier, like when you were 13, working on the plantation? You said your parents were really, really early. That's a really good question. I don't remember them parenting me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, they were there to feed me, house me, clothe me, and make me work. Basics, yeah. Yeah, but all that other stuff, they never taught it to me. So my point is if, if you wait till 18, it's going to take them like seven years till they adopt the adulthood. You get 25 yeah, years old. Yeah, that's why I said the parents would be perfect so the kids can see the right way to go. So you should say younger because it takes them some time to catch up. Because you see 25 year olds yeah. acting like children. Today. And older than that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. But I think you have to back away. And so when they get married, when you guys get married, don't let your mama come live with you. Most of the time it's the mother that want to come, not the father. Rarely do you hear the father say it. Unless he's married, he would say, oh, your, mom, your mother want to come. Let your mother come. But I don't want her to. Oh, you know how your mother is. So let her come and destroy you. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, I got to end. I have to finish the super chats. Real fast, Jay. Hold the mic for him, Joel. How computers smell? How does Jesse feel about babies being baptized? Cool. I know people do that, but it's all new to me once I move here. We were teenagers when we were first baptized. But I know people are doing that. I don't. It's not a sin or anything. Coldberger Art says, rituals in public are to show off and is female. J-Rock, thank you. Gail Manchester, thank you. Um, uh, Wilford P., thank you. And the kingdom is within. Look up evil children's books that Kobe wrote, according to him. And there's some questions, but I'll send them for the radio Okay, show. we'll do them tomorrow. Yeah. I have a brand new biblical question this week. Brand new. And it is, are you a, well, maybe it's Ann, but a cadaver or a lamb? Cadaver or a lamb? You know what a cadaver is, right? Yes. All right. Or a lamb. What? So what? What? Oh, dead body. Yeah, dead body. So that's my brand new biblical question for this week. Isn't that a good one? Are you a cadaver or a lamb? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I, have, I have to think about that. Oh, okay. More than two seconds. All right. Amazing. I'll pray that's on it. You pray on it. Did she say you pray on it? Oh. All right. Lord, have mercy. Am I a cadaver? <laughs> or oh, a lamb it's such a good question it really is a good 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 question and uh, we'll talk about it next time uh, thank you all for tuning in and don't forget to do the silent prayer go and forgive once you see that you're wrong for hating being angry go and forgive so that God can forgive you it's an amazing world on the inside and the outside world is a fake world it's not real alright so go and forgive and thank you all for supporting us. Go to rebuildingtheman.com, um, thefallenstate.tv, and what else? Destiny Peterson Show. What? No men's forum this Thursday. Why not? Oh. I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona. Do I leave? I thought I left Friday morning. After the show? Oh, man. I have a speaking engagement in Phoenix, Arizona on Friday. And uh, where is it? Where am I speaking? It's in uh, Glendale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix at uh, Arizona Christian University. Arizona Christian University. Building the Man. Friday. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm so disappointed that we're not having that meeting because those meetings died on mic. Can we change the day? Wednesday? If you promise to never wear your hat in the building. <laughs> uh, uh, so no men's form this uh, month. But we'll have the women's form on third, Thursday night, I think, of the month. All right? Uh, don't forget to donate. We have best counseling service if you need it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And thank you all for coming. I know it's been a long, way over time. I appreciate that.